Good morning, y'all. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good night. What's up? How you doing? I miss you. Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. And my name is Abby. And today, we have a very special guest. So to our special guest, would you mind telling us your name, your age, and your MySpace password? I was too young for MySpace, but my name... I'm not kidding. <laughs> you know what? I'm I think I out. think this episode's <laughs> over. I'm good. We can stop there. Thank you for 30 seconds. Uh, that was a little bit more than your 15 seconds of fame. You're right. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, my name's Nina. I'm 22, and my Facebook password is underconstruct10. And that's not a lie. <laughs> we have to fucking beat that out. <laughs> wow. All right. Well... To continue with the theme of Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, we skipped last week because we had actually flown out to Arizona. Miss Rivera over here actually. Mrs. I fuck it up every time. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm married to this guy and he still calls me Miss. Mm-hmm. I would never. I'm up for grabs. It's okay. You never wear your ring out in public anyway. <gasps> I'm wearing it right now. Oh, in the house. <laughs> When we go in public, you're my side piece. <laughs> I say it to her in the car every time I take a video. I'm like, yo, my side piece is with me today. And that is because I do the dishes. You're welcome. Big um. loud silence. <laughs> I was waiting for Nina to say something. Um, I want to go home. I'm going up to the attic. <laughs> anyway. We flew out to Arizona for a couple days because Abby had graduated from college. Big round of applause. And yeah, our guest Nina here has also recently graduated from college. So I am now the dumbest person in the room on paper. And that's the truth. Oof. On paper. We'll leave it on that. Wow. We <laughs> have weapons over here. <laughs> But anyway, continuing blah, 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 continuing with the topic of mental health this month, um, we are going to ask each other, ask ourselves this question. We encourage you to have this conversation. This is going to be more of like a reflection type of episode. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to pull up the exact question that... We are going to ask. Give me one second. I'm dropping, dropping the ball. I'm fumbling the bag. <laughs> the question is, what advice would you give to your younger self? So that's a very broad like timeline because unless you have a specific younger version instantly pop in your head, maybe that's who you need to talk to in, in all honesty. But uh, we were going to go with talking to yourself just five years ago. Considering that, like, people try to do, like, five-year plans and whatnot. So, like, I know five years ago I didn't plan for any of this. Mm -hmm. So we're going to open up that dialogue on what would you – what advice would you give to your younger self five years ago? Who wants to go first? Nose goes. No, sir. This was your idea. Mm. Go ahead and take the lead, Mm -hmm. bud. Okay, I guess. Well, to even preface this, this also kind of, the question also sprung from a picture I had seen a while ago or a post, and if you know what I'm talking about, uh, Frank Ocean had wrote a letter to himself from five years ago, so that just, that's always stayed in my mind, like, oh, every year, where was I five years ago, Mm -hmm. which kind of defeats the purpose of making it five years, but now that I'm 25, I feel like it's appropriate to look back at age 20. So what year was that? Five years ago, it was 2017. Mm-hmm. So we were still in college. And were we still in the dorms? Mm-hmm. Because this was the end of our first year yeah. at uh, the college we went to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which also Nina went to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and That's all right. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's how far we go back because even when Nina was doing college tours, like she passed by our dorm and we ran outside and we're like, bitch, you better come here. Like, I was like, yeah, sure. You're like, I'll think about it. And then every time I saw you at the studio, yeah, (laughs) now you, now you're our roomie. (laughs) 
Also to preface, um, we have a long friendship with Nina. Mm-hmm. We used to dance together on a competition dance team, which was lots of fun through our teenage years. So like we basically have, you know, grown up together, which is so cute. And with that, though, just before you do your whole spiel, while we n- knew each other and we're mm-hmm. pretty fen- friendly with each other, I was technically, we had two two teams, an older team and a younger team. Mm-hmm. With how our ages worked out mm-hmm. at that time period, I was always on the younger team until like that right last year. I think it was But then you got that year. in between because yeah. you were like good enough to dance with the older kids exactly mm-hmm. so it, i think that was like you guys a senior year or mm-hmm. at least you're getting there mm-hmm. so we were never super close mm-hmm. we knew of each other we were very friendly with each other we were teammates you were also my student yeah nina oh my was God. my student yeah some <laughs> sensei shit bro everything with breaking i taught you you passed the torch on too and then you also took over my classes yeah yeah <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot about that. So that's essentially what we were doing five years ago. That was like the end of yeah. it because I was still kind of teaching. Mm-hmm. And um, like I was traveling and teaching. So mm-hmm. you were going on every workshop with me. Yep, you I was were, your little assistant. You were my assistant. You, we, we've gone as far as Florida together. All three of us actually. Yep. We've gone down oh to Miami. We drove to Miami. Mm. We mm. drove to Miami. Mm. I don't think I'm ever going to do that again. No. <laughs> Florida, Florida. Florida. Florida will never see me get out of anything except for a fucking airplane. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we only got to know each other when we went to that said college. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and now we're here. So, yes, five years ago, we were in the dorms. Nina was getting ready to go to college, mm-hmm. so she was just now graduating, or getting ready to graduate, and um, Abby and I were getting ready to move into our first like apartment together. We were engaged at the time, just to kind of set the scene here, not to just list off things, because five years ago, I would tell myself to just do whatever I wanted to do anyway. Because at 20 years old, I was still, I was thinking I was living for myself and doing everything I wanted to do, but I was doing it, I don't want to say for the wrong reasons, but, oh, how are we going to unpack this? Because this is a lot. I was going to say this is... uh... We're getting heavy here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. 20-year-old me. I was definitely still in the mindset of being a professional dancer. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. We were only engaged. So actually, at that point, talks about New York were kind of up in the air. So I was trying to move. And regardless, I still did what I wanted, but I did it based off of everyone else's opinion. Like, I couldn't make a solid decision for myself. So I would tell myself five years ago to think about the choices you're going to make. But for yourself, not for the result of other people and, like, what they're going to think about what you do. Because I was looking for approval, but at the same time, I was also trying to prove people wrong. Because it's like, hey, you have this opinion of me because I want to be a dancer and I'm already engaged. I'm like, you know what? I can do it despite what you say. And it's like for as determined and, of course, relentless as I was, there was a lot of times I needed to tell myself to actually like calm the hell down and think a solid decision through because at that point in time going towards the end of 2017 we had been in our apartment for only that next semester of our second year and I paid for it completely before we even moved in and then I was like yep I'm moving to New York and I told Abby, I was like, you can stay here and finish school. I'll come visit you. 
Mm-hmm. And then you can come up to me once I get an apartment. And I was engaged. Like, we were engaged. And then that didn't work out. And then there was talks about Florida and moving to Florida. And we were like, all right, we're going to get married this month. And then that's going to be our big going away hurrah because we're moving to Florida after. So I was doing what I wanted all because it sounded good. I didn't actually think anything through. I didn't understand how I was going to pay for all that. I didn't understand how I was even going to get married. And then because of me making those decisions, it caused Abby time with her schooling. So to put this more so on the heat on my end, because literally up until I saw you walk the stage, like it was the biggest regret, the biggest burden, the biggest weight on my shoulders of like, I fucked up is was getting like convincing you that following me for my dance dream was a better option because I was going to take care of us with it all because I wanted to still be a good husband or what I thought would be a good husband by providing while also living and achieving my dream at the same time. And I couldn't manage those because I was also like, Hey, like I said, I'm doing this dance thing because everyone's saying that I can't do it or I'm going to get married this young because I genuinely want to. And like everyone was on me about that. And I'm like, that was the one decision I didn't let anyone sway me on though. They're like, are you sure you want to? Or like, you're only going to be 21 years old. You want to be married already? It's like leaving the party at nine o'clock. Mind your goddamn business. Y'all are struggling through winter months trying to find somebody to cuddle. I'm married. <laughs> there it is. I stand by what I said. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, My God. Because of that, it took Abby eight years to finish school. Now, am I the cause of the first four? No. But the last four are actually five Five to six years? Yeah, five to six years. I didn't think about how long we actually have been dealing with this. So for the last five to six years of your schooling, it was because of me. And then because I fumbled everything that I thought was going to work, I had to struggle to pick it all back up while also still trying to hold on to it. And that tore me down completely. At just 20 years old, I'm like, I got I got my life figured out. I'm going to dance for the rest of my life until I can't no more. I had all these opportunities coming my way. I was teaching constantly. And for 20 years old, I was making good money doing the teaching stuff. It got us here. It is the foundation of us. Literally all three of us. Like, this is how we got here. Mm. And... I took both of you on jobs with me. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't always get to pay you guys, but, like, now I feel like I'm covering for it (laughs) with the roof over our heads now (laughs) because I had to, I had to face all that afterwards. And when you walked across the stage, I could not, like, hold it together. Did you cry? Oh, absolutely. (gasps) I didn't ask about that. Yeah. But not only because this is kind of like divulging into my mental health five years later, but like that was a five-year healing process because I got to watch five years ago. I didn't know it would take you five more years to finish school because of what I did. So in those five years, we got married and we had Jewel. And I had Jewel there with me. She was sitting on my lap. And I took a video of it. Both times you went across the stage. When they had you like presented the first time, walking to your seat. And then when you walked to get your diploma. I didn't know that you took those videos. I took the videos of Jewel watching you. Because I'm like, the impact of this moment on her means that much more to me. Obviously because she's two and she doesn't understand it. But I'm like, she will when she's older. 
And like, it was more of a healing moment for me because it's like, Hey, whoo. It's like, Hey, after being so reckless, so young and thinking it was the right thing to do. It was like, I've <clears throat> you got it. You're getting me emotional, bro. It was finally that, uh, that closure, like, I can let it go. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't letting it go until I saw you, like, get that diploma and walk across the stage. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why when we were still doing all this, like, figuring out how you were going to do school... Um, and you said, all right, I'm going to Arizona. I'm committed. And like the closer you got, I'm like, I'm flying you out. Mm -hmm. I don't care what I have to do. I don't care how much debt it's going to put you, put you and I in because realistically it's going to be coming out of my pocket, hurting both of us at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to fly you out and you, you deserve to walk across that stage. Mm -hmm. If anything else that I owe you, it's to get you to Arizona to do that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was able to, and we had our next generation there, mm-hmm. like you broke a generational curse in front mm-hmm. of our next generation. Mm-hmm. Do you understand how powerful that is? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And even for me, like growing up, I was the only person in my family with a different last name. So be, I was technically like the only Rivera. <clears throat> and, once I got married, I'm like, wow, I have other Rivera. I have another Rivera. Like it, it's something that has always been on my mind as a kid. Like, wow, I'm, it it made you feel different. Like it, it's inescapable, Mm -hmm. especially with the way my brain works. Like I, I always thought about it. So once I had you come into my life and then once Jewel came, I'm like, I have my own little, little three person clan Mm -hmm. of Rivera's. And it's like, you're the first Rivera to go to college. I tried, but I dropped out. And not like, oh, I put it on you to do it, but you fought through it despite of what I was trying to do to break my current generational curses. You still broke another one in like my family's name mm-hmm. and provided the right example for the next generation. And it was just like that moment, it like fishbowled around me. It was like... Not an outer body experience, but I did my best to just sit there and soak it in. Because as soon as I took that video, like, I put it down. I put down my phone, and uh, I just sat there with Jewel. And I was like, look, Mama did it. She graduated. And I was like, "You got? do you see her? Do you see her? She got scared because I screamed. Like, obviously, you hear it in the videos, but, like, she's trying to look, and then she, like, jumps back and looks <laughs> at me because I scared the shit out of her. <laughs> but that whole trip, like... It was an entire healing process for me, like, from start to finish, from when we left Sunday and came back. Mm-hmm. So I would say that was the biggest thing I had to deal with five years ago mm-hmm. because that's all my life was intertwined with, was, like, you, school, trying to get out of school to pursue dance, trying to move to a different state to pursue dance but bring you with me, mm-hmm. and, like... Yeah, I know there was... So if you could sum that up in, like, one or two sentences, like, To tell my younger short, self. Yeah, like, in two sentences, what would you tell you five years ago? Stop rushing to the finish line. I would say. Like, I, I would say that would be it. Mm-hmm. Because at 20 years old, I thought that once... I would get signed to an agency or I got paid to teach more that that was it for me. And I would be doing that for the rest of my life. And that I thought I would reach the finish line in my Mm twenties. So I would tell myself, stop rushing to the finish line. Mm -hmm. And I can still tell myself that now, like I'm calming down, but that's beautiful. Thank you. That was a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We talked about it in what, like one of the first episodes or even the draft, yeah. like, hey, this is real and raw. Yeah. And 
we might cry. I cry a lot. So when I talk through these things, it, it gets me emotional. Mm-hmm. So who wants to follow that up? I can go. All right. <laughs> it me. <laughs> Let's go, ma'am. <laughs> 2017. 2017. So I was 21. I'm 26 right now. So five years ago, I'm in the same position as Juan. Um, we were engaged. We had our first half of 2017 in the dorms. We were in like suites and the second half of the year in our first apartment together. And um, that I think 2017 was probably one of the lowest points in my life this far in my 26 years. So that was probably my worst year. Mm -hmm. Um, The beginning half of the year um, was just rooted in family issues mm-hmm. um i the it was your senior year right mm-hmm. okay nina's the same age as my brother um the first half of 2017 was my brother finishing up his senior year of high school and my family unfortunately just could not keep it together so um although i was at school and i was an hour away from home I was coming home almost every single weekend because I wanted to protect my brother. And that unfortunately didn't really help. There was nothing that I could ultimately do at the end of it. So it felt like at the time a wasted effort. Um, so I didn't really enjoy my like my first year of school because like it was just stressful the entire time so that second half of my freshman year the beginning of 2017 was just constant anxiety constant worry I barely passed my classes at our college that we went to because I was so in another place where wherever I was whether we were dancing whether we were at class because Juan and I had a class together mm-hmm. I just was we had a computer class together yeah. and all we did was play um cool Disney Matthews. emoji blitz yeah and Disney emoji <laughs> blitz and we would just like I would do the homework and I would send it to her like hey here you go bud yeah yeah so it was so cute <laughs> so, so cute, cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> oh my god yeah so yeah that first half of the year was just so rough because I was so worried about my brother all of the time. And spring break was the singular worst week in 27, the singular worst week of the year. And it was just, it was so much emotionally. I was barely making it through day by day. So when we came home for the summer, Juan was already still pretty up and down about going back to school, even though we were going to go and we had this apartment. But and I was, was working like, like 50, 60 hours a week, yeah. like just to mm-hmm. afford it. Yeah. And I just was, I simply was just making it day by day. I didn't work that often. I absolutely could have helped Juan pay for school, but emotionally I just was not there. Like I was not present whatsoever. You also just weren't getting hours. Like that they too. They yeah. weren't giving you anything. Oh yeah, I know that. Yikes. Yeah. Yikers. Um, so when we finally moved in, um, a lot of the dust had settled with my family problems because my brother went away to school as well in the fall. And Juan and I went to our first apartment and you were then there mm-hmm. at college. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like when the dust settled the shambles were basically put on me to fix and for me to be the people pleaser to make sure that everybody else was comfortable in my family. So Juan dropped out the first three days. It took me three days into my second Mm -hmm. semester. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was walking home from my Wednesday classes. You Mm -hmm. know how you have your Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm -hmm. I made it to my Wednesday and I was like, I can't do this again on Friday. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I don't, the last straw was I was in my art elective class. It was like a craft and jewelry making. And she's like, I need you in here at least a minimum of three extra hours outside of class. And like, I have to see you have studio time. You Mm -hmm. can't wear this. You can't do that. And I was like, 
what the fuck do I need to do crafts for? I'm a <laughs> business. I was a business major as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, what am I doing this for? I'm paying for this. Mm. I, I had food at the dining hall that last time, and I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And we live right down the street. No, yeah. I just a side note. I remember. I think our friend and I was at your work at your apartment, mm-hmm. and you were like, "I'm done," and we we're like, oh. "Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay." You're like, "Yep, we're leaving." Sick. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard decision for yeah, me, but yeah, we already yeah. talked about me. Back to you. Um, yeah. So one, like over the summer, was like, eh. so when we got to fall, he was just like, "I'm out. I'm done," and I was like, "All right." If you talk to your parents about it, then there's nothing I need to tell you. Like, you're a, an adult. You're going to figure it out. Now, Juan's obviously younger than I am. Not, not that, not Just by much. a year and a half. But, yeah, about... Ish. About two years. So there is a little bit of a gap. But he... I knew he would figure it out. I'm not... I wasn't worried about it. <laughs> um, but at that point when we went back, because of how much pressure was put on me to basically people please my entire family so that everybody could at least just make it through the day, I was going back home still every weekend. We had our own apartment, and I was literally going home every weekend mm-hmm. just to, like, my brother wasn't even coming home. I was going home to watch my parents. That's what I was doing. And, yeah, we yeah. went home to do laundry try and work and then just mediate and for me to just mediate my parents and so it got so bad that um I started losing hair and I stopped sleeping and I started having panic attacks and I would probably say that I was pretty deeply depressed you were not professionally diagnosed, yes, yeah. but Unfortunately, you were showing lots of yeah, symptoms. Yeah, I was showing lots of signs. symptoms of like depression, although I wish at the time I would have gotten that checked out, but there You, you know, had no idea and I that had was no not idea. a priority. No, it wasn't. And my priority wasn't even school, it was just watching my family. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, you're having a conversation. I'm going to stand right here." And then my grandma's health started declining, which um, she passed away like right at the beginning of 2018. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot. And then my brother dropped out of school at the end of 2017. So I was just kind of there waiting for everybody. Yeah, we were all back home together. When 2017 was just about to end, there I was like at home. Juan and I gave up our apartment at school. I was just back to being the mediator between both Juan, me and Juan, and my family. So I wish I would have known about people-pleasing back then. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have put my own well-being and mental health ahead of all of my other priorities at that moment in time. Because although I was going to school, like like how um, you were talking about earlier, um, it was before we were recording, but um, how I was forced into going to college mm-hmm. to begin with, when I started going, I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took me a while to find that enjoyment. And I didn't find the real enjoyment until the college that I'm at, that I graduated from. So I'm glad that I left the physical college we went to and I started going online um, because if we didn't leave that college, I would have never found the place where I graduated from. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated from Arizona State University online. So if you're ever thinking about going to college online, it's a great program. I am not sponsored by that. I just wanted to share she, a plug. She just got her diploma. <laughs> yeah. That's all. But... Can I ask you a question then? Yeah. So from five years ago mm-hmm. to now, where did you see, like, what was school looking like for you five years ago and how does it compare to where you actually ended up? Like, now that you've graduated, does, do you understand? Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, school then was just, like, me trying to prove to my parents that I could be the person that they thought I was. Mm. And now me graduating and like I have that video of me and Jewel and I have the pictures of me and you. And then I also have the generational picture with my grandma and my mom and Mm -hmm. Jewel. Um, 
it's more meaningful now because these last years that I've done school online, um, there was a en- there was a level of enjoyment that I had in it. At, no matter how hard, we all heard that. <laughs> no matter how hard or difficult the content got, and even if I was like, dang, I'm like failing, I genuinely found something enjoyable in everything I took, and I genuinely... No matter the grade that I got, I found something in it that I was like, wow, I've learned something. I've gained knowledge. That's what school taught me. School taught me that I will never know enough. Mm, I will never yeah, have enough you knowledge. Did say that. Yes. Mm. Now, having a bachelor's degree, I know that there is nothing at this point in time that I'm a master of. And that having. <laughs> Mm-hmm. that having the title of a bachelor's degree, whether you're fresh out of college like me or you're 50 and like, you know, have senior level experience, the titles are the same, although the experience is different, but they're looking at your title a lot of the times before they're looking at your experience. Mm-hmm. And I know that whether I had this bachelor's degree or not, I'm never going to know enough about any given subject because everything's always evolving and changing. And just because I'm skilled in one topic, like the one that I'm, I have a bachelor's degree in, um, there are so many things outside of the realm of things that I studied that I'm going to find interesting and that, you know, you never know, I might be become an expert in something that I'm not like given a degree in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it made me appreciate knowledge and it made me appreciate the power of like reading and journaling and wanting to know more than just your bubble of expertise, quote unquote. So five years later, now that you're done school, mm-hmm. now that we're not trying to move to a different state, mm-hmm. now that you no longer have to mediate your family, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to mediate me and Jewel, but that's different. That's different. I created half of that equation. Yeah. (laughs) How do you like thoughts, feelings, like looking back five years as to what you had to deal with to the end goal? I don't think that I would be here now if I didn't go through that then. Mm -hmm. So I, in all honesty, have to thank 2017 me for that sacrifice of a year Mm -hmm. for just taking that shit just taking the beatings all year long mm-hmm. and just being like, yeah, bro. Like, I was kicked to the ground any way I looked. Mm-hmm. I'd be looking up and down. Is it safe to cross the road? And then I'd get hit, like, by a spaceship or something. <laughs> I thought you were talking about punches. Next thing you know, outer space is getting involved. <laughs> yeah. but That's how bad life was. Yeah, that's Not how bad. Not bad, but, like, how much it was. Mm-hmm. It was rough. It was punching us I a was, lot. I was struggling to get through it. So basically, thank you to me for be able for being able to survive that then so that I have the strength to do what I have now. I wouldn't change it as much as I disliked it, but I have to be grateful for it or else it doesn't mean anything of what I'm doing right now. And it doesn't set me up with a good foundation of who I am as a mom, especially. Because that was right before I got pregnant with Jewel. And I don't think that I would have had the strength to just be a mom in general had I not really taken all that crap that year, day after day. Okay. <laughs> to wrap it all up, what, would, what exact words would you say to yourself five years ago? Mm. I would just say thank you. Mm. That's it. Oh, that gave me gooseies. That gave me gooseies. Wow. I think that like younger me at that point, like if I if I was looking at myself having that and I got one second to tell like, you know, because a sentence or two is only a few seconds. Mm -hmm. If I only had that short of a time to tell them something, if that got them through saying thank you and a hug, that would be all I needed. Wow. 21-year-old you mm-hmm. just needs a thank you and a hug. Mm-hmm. That is fucking beautiful. <laughs> I was about to say that's beautiful, bro. That is so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. I love that for you. Yes, thank you. 
now. So I'm here. We passed the mic <laughs> to the guest of honor. Uh, I was Your letting them. Shine. I was letting them talk. I was gonna say Nina's been so quiet. She's been I'm sitting new. here just watching, like looking at us, and like, how, do, how does it, it feel now being a listener and being on here? Because it's like watching you the said, process. It's like it's it's a conversation. Like we are looking at each other as we're talking, but we're talking about things that yeah we've talked about, maybe touched on, mm-hmm. discussed. We know about. We were some there for. Mm-hmm. But like actually getting into the nitty gritty, I'm like, yeah, finally it's hearing here. the We're perspectives. Right here. We have to do it right now because mm-hmm. of this microphone in front of me. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. Mm-hmm. And on that note, since we're all kind of prefacing um, before we really let ourselves know what we wanted to tell ourselves five years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm the youngest of the bunch, as we already discussed uh, in 2017. I was 17 turning 18. Ugh. Disgusting. 2000s exactly. babies. Yeah. Well, no. 99. Oh, uh, I was going to say. Oh. Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get offended, 2000s babies. It's okay. Get offended. Anyway. <laughs> I don't speak for her. <laughs> On that note. Um,. But yeah, I was, as you said, same age as your brother, so we're both finishing up high school, expected to make some big girl decisions at a young age, um, not old enough to have a drink in a bar, only a year into having my driver's license, maybe if that, mm-hmm. half a year, what have you, um, and you're expected to make a a decision that could potentially affect your life. Not even potentially that it does does affect your life. God puts you in debt. Yeah. It puts you in debt for life. Um, and you're expected to make that at such a young age where you're still learning about yourself. I'm still learning about myself as we speak. Um, so it's really, it was really tough way back when, um, I had the pressure on me to go to college already as it was. Um, I, I do think what, in 2017, I knew that I wanted to go, but it was just that peer pressure of like, you have to though. Mm-hmm. It's not a choice. It's it like something feel. you got to check off. Yes. That's why I went. Yeah. Like I, I have to. Um, so it was just the decision of where do I want to go and what do I want to do? And again, being 17 and making that decision of what do I want to do? The, the question that still irks me to this day of what do you want to do? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in the next year? I, and this is the thing that I'm, I still work through, but it was way worse when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't like change. Change terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Um, being Why? in high school. If you can give a brief answer. Um, Unless you don't want to dive into it. I don't know, though. Oh. Like, I, I, I feel comfortable with what I know. Mm-hmm. Like flipping it around, I guess, to what I'm better at in the terms of change. Like I was really excited to move back here. Mm. Obviously with you guys, I was excited for a new, a change of scenery. Um, don't get me wrong. I loved where we go- went to school and where I lived um, and who I lived with. But I was kind of ready to like move past that and move on. Mm-hmm. But in high school, yes, we say what we do now about our competition team, like there was some ups and downs as you do in every club sport that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we look back at it, we laugh and we say, oh, that was fun. That was hard. That was tough, whatever. But when I was in that moment, I never wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, that was my personality, if mm-hmm. you will. Like that's, that's what shaped me. Like when I was young before dance, I didn't have like a a niche group that I fit into. I was just going to ask, who were you five years ago? A Com- dancer, like, a competition dancer I, that, yeah, th- that's it. Like that was, that was period at the end of that sentence, a competition dancer. That's who I was known as. That's all I was known for, mm-hmm. especially moving to prefacing again. Um, freshman through junior year of high school, I was in one school and then we moved and this was a decision decision that I was okay with because I didn't like my old school. Um, 
So when I moved to the new school, it was only my that last year. Mm-hmm. So the only people that knew me there was that you were a dancer and I'm a competition dancer. You're, oh my God, bust a move. Like, we danced LOL. together. We danced together. Yeah. Like, so making a decision for afterwards, I didn't even want to think about what would happen afterwards. Mm-hmm. Going to college, being grown up, because I'm always praised for being like super independent and um, able to take care of myself. But like, that's scary for me. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah. I would like you'd look like you're all about that though, and and I do in some sense, but like it's because of the pressure of such a young age. Because I have two older brothers, while I'm the youngest and the only girl, I still feel like I have that older sister burden. Mm-hmm. Like you have to take care of them. Yes, in that way, or and not in that way, but um, more so like I'm expected to lead, lead, and um go past them Mm. than what they did because they both dropped out of high school. Mm -hmm. Mm. So they were like, okay, so you need to um, graduate high school. They both didn't want to go to college. School was not for them. Go ahead. Being the older sibling, Mm -hmm. like, and the oldest daughter Mm -hmm. and the oldest in general, um, that is exactly what that is. Even though there is nobody for me to be compared to Mm -hmm. in my position, I am supposed to go beyond my parents because mm-hmm. you got they, a trailblaze yeah because they couldn't pave that path mm-hmm. so it's like you're the beginning you're you have to do start. it you have to mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. um and again so like they didn't want to go to college or they college was not for them which is fine mm-hmm. but then my parents were like okay so you need to go to college you need to do this and like i knew it came from a place of love like they just want me to do better than right. they did or what they had um, because they do have that now, they are able to let me have that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, get me to college. Like, get the loans for college. Like, they didn't have that when they were young. Um, so that pressure was on me, and I didn't speak up about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. I was like, okay, okay. You got it. We talked about this so many times. Maybe not so much with you, but I know we, Abby and I have. We internalize. Mm-hmm. I know. I know both of you do. Yeah. Yeah. I internalize everything. All of it. Mm-hmm. And it was t- tenfold when I was 17 years old or just all throughout high school, if we want to kind of bunch it up into one timeline. Um, so, you know, again, go to college. Got it. Okay go to college for this. You should do this. Again, me, I'm, I'm had a thought in the back of my mind that I maybe wanted to do like interior design, do something more creative. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, well that's, what's that going to do? Mm. So then I was like, okay, I'll maybe do business because that's an umbrella term that can get you anywhere. And they were like, yes, do that. Do this kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, while they didn't maybe say that to my face, like, you have to do this thing. Mm-hmm. It was what you felt it was and what, implied. It was what was implied, exactly. And that that's scary because, again, the change thing, leaving high school just in general, leaving my dance team in general was already scary. But having to, like, go somewhere else and go off and, like, find myself mm-hmm. was terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I've... I, I feel like I'm going all over the place, but like with where, where I'm like thinking my thoughts, my thinking thoughts, mm-hmm. your thoughty thoughts, <laughs> my, th- my thoughty thoughts that are thinking thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Like I just, I, I was very overwhelmed at that age and I didn't say anything about it. I was not vocal about yeah. my feelings and mm-hmm. how I actually, actually genuinely felt. It's it also has to do with communication. Mm-hmm. Um, with my parents specifically, but mm-hmm. just in general. But I was just like, because they set this whole scene for me, I felt like I couldn't say anything about that mm-hmm. because I can't go against that. Mm-hmm. But I put that in my head because I could. Yeah. Maybe not at that time so much. They weren't as lenient. Like as I, throughout college, I'm grateful that they also worked on themselves in this in the parent sense that like I'm able to talk to them about a lot more than I was ever able to and I'm very grateful for that like my my dad has been he's still learning he's 55 years old and he's still learning right um 
we're still learning. We're still yeah. learning. God, yeah. So and that been, means it's <laughs> never going to stop. Exactly, yeah. Like, And he's, like, I was terrified to tell him that I had an extra, I had to stay for an extra semester because I was another thing for pressure. College is a four-year experience. Mm. College is four years. You have to be done in four years, and you have to get a bachelor's, and then after that, you have to move on to a master's. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Bleh. Again, 17, I'm like, huh? Why is my next eight years of my life being planned out for me? Mm-hmm. Granted, of course, I'm I'm so thankful for the college that I went to and the people that I met and, like, my experience. Like, I would never give that up. I know we keep – each one of us said that, like, I'm – We thankful. got here because of we that. We got here because of that. It's the journey that I'm, I've been set to complete, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, But I was – I didn't say anything about it. Like what I actually genuinely wanted to do. Did I really know? No, because I was told otherwise. Like I didn't have thoughts for myself mm-hmm. and I feel like I couldn't think for myself. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I couldn't think for myself because everyone was making decisions for me. They, they pounded into you in high school. Like mm-hmm. you're going to co- again, the college thing, but you're going to college. You have to do college. You have to make sure this, this and that is set up for you for your lifetime career. Mm-hmm. I don't want a career. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stay in school for life. And like, I want to keep learning, mm-hmm. but school is not for me. Like, mm. again, I completed college. You're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it, man. I, I, I just, I don't think I'm good at school. And I don't think my parents even now a little bit got that. They don't get that. Mm-hmm. That I I am not good with school, mm-hmm. um, and like I, I again I had to stay an extra semester. I know that's not much per se, mm-hmm. but I had to stay an extra semester because I failed a class or two, mm-hmm. and I only took four classes because that's all I could mentally handle. Mm-hmm. That was my capacity was four classes, and the times that I did take five, I was on the brink of failure mm-hmm. um, or failing that class. So all these decisions, like, I think about that. I was thinking about that at the age of 17. Like, mm-hmm. I have to complete this in four years and get A's and B's only. And mm-hmm. then after that, I have to go into my master's. And then after that, I have to pick a career and mm-hmm. a job and stay in that job for life. Like, and I'm thinking about that at 17. And it's how far away did that feel at 17? Yawns. Like. Like, because realistically, we are five years away now. Yeah, and that feels like nothing. Like, I feel like that I don't even remember that time where mm-hmm. I'm stressing out for picking my college. Mm-hmm. I visited two campuses, one of the ones being where I actually went because I didn't want to commit. You didn't want to change to I anything else. I didn't want to change. I didn't want to do it. Like, I, I, went, I chose another. Co- I only applied to two colleges. <laughs> Like, everyone's, like, p- apply to, like, 20. Uh-huh. I applied to two, mm-hmm. hoping to get into one. I got into both, and I was like, oh, God, now I got to make a decision for myself. One of you just have unaccepted Please. me. Unaccepted. Decline me. Decline. Rejected me. But, like, I even at that moment, I still had to make a decision. Like, I just couldn't make decisions for myself because I felt like every single decision was already made for me or was going to be made for me in the future. Did you feel like it was all a test then? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are, are you doing the right thing? Is this the right choice? Is, uh, is this the right answer? Mm-hmm. Is this what's going to make this person happy? People pleasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no lie. Like, is no, this going to we... make the, this person happy? Is this going to make this person happy? So when you got to later that year, when you had to move into oh, the God. physical dorm, like, what was that like? And that, that's the other scary part is that it happens in the space the span of less than a year Mm -hmm. you graduate you have summer you're moving into college Mm -hmm. over the summer you have to prepare like take the math alex placement test or whatever that's called abby took mine for me (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even take it until the first week of classes because i held it off because i'm i was scared (laughs) they were like hey they emailed me they were like hey you didn't take this and you need a math class and i was like i'll take it tonight (laughs) (laughs) i don't wanna as i'm already in school and taking my first like three classes nina's in her like target or something she's like "Hmm, what hand soap do i want for my bathroom (laughs) it doesn't take the alex exam no literally what 
laptop sticker do I want next? <laughs> You're on your laptop looking at everything you need to do. I delete the email. No. <laughs> anyway. Um, but no, like I was genuinely like, that's why, I mean, maybe that's, this isn't why, but I push things off to the last minute because I don't, I'm scared of the result. Mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> I said that and then I realized. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> we have done it, people. As Jules asleep. Yeah. And it's <laughs> almost 1130. I'm going to go to bed. Um, but no. Say yeah. it again. Uh, yes. I, I push things off to the last minute of like responsibilities, things that I have to do, things that I need to have done mm-hmm. to the last minute because I'm scared of that result of what that's going to be, whether negative, positive, neutral. You're even scared of positive results? Yeah. Dang. That's that's that affect that affects me and again, that I, that's something that's been worked on but way back when, way back when, 5 years ago, it feels <laughs> like way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, every single little decision I made, I, I sat on it until the very last minute. And then even after that result that came to be, I was like, okay, so this is what I have to fix. This is what I did wrong. This is what I need to do next time. Cause I wanted to make sure it was correct. Mm-hmm. What does correct entail? I don't know. I think Juan and I talked about this. I have this problem too. In a previous episode, I said that, um, it's like the fear of failure, be, it, the fear of being a disappointment. That's, ah, what, that's it what it was. Yeah. The fear of being a disappointment is Ooh. why I've always put things off last minute because if it's not oh perfect God. right off of the bat, then I don't even want to try. If I don't know that I can't, it, that I can do it and it be 100% flawless, then I will put it off until the last second mm-hmm. because the fear of being a disappointment is so Wait. much greater mm-hmm. than the fear of learning from that or mm. possibly mm. doing something right. Mm. Wow. That part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's literally it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is so crazy to listen to considering the fact that, like, five years ago, we were already adults established and just making all these ridiculous decisions and and you were just starting like Mm -hmm. i think it's funny because it like it gives nina a shortcut because nina and i are four years apart Uh yeah so that's about the five year time span so where you are right now is about where i was when i realized i had these problems wow yeah wow food for thought (laughs) that's insane no like i i because because we hang out so often and we got along so well, I never think of like the actual age gap because that mm-hmm. does that does mean something. Yeah, we're only two years apart. Yeah, you and I are only two years apart. My brother, middle brother, is three years apart, four years apart. Like that those small steps of age do make a big difference. Mm-hmm. But like just because we get along so well doesn't oh, feel that but way. But even though we've like hung out like this, mm-hmm. like in those times with how much we actually were together, we never talked about it. We just yeah. kind of ate it in silence and yeah. dealt with it. Yeah. Because, like, those... you actually – y'all would just be like, hey, we're hungry. We're coming for dinner. I was just about to say that. Or you just say, open mm-hmm. the door. And we're like, bro, we're – like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? And I just finished having a mental breakdown. And then I'm no, like, literally, hey, guys, hey, like, welcome to my humble abode. Mm-hmm. Um, my we hair made is falling out. We finished fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, and y'all literally. would just come – and it would be fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's that's insane. And yeah, that's moving on in, internalizing, mm-hmm. and, and that's on internalizing. No, literally, because I think I didn't even really mention the like the the question you asked before or answered the question you asked before about like how did it feel from like in the same year graduating summer preparing oh, yeah. for college and then actually moving in mm-hmm. again. I put everything off to the last minute. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to move i didn't want to leave but i didn't want to like be a disappointment i didn't want to like not go and do the things that i needed to do um and then when i moved in i was so thankful that i knew some people mm-hmm. you two and then our other friend that always was with us mm-hmm. um but she was already there the year, yeah, she, the year we yeah. all the three of us went together yes. and then you came and after. then i kind of popped in afterwards but I was so thankful for that, that I knew people because it was familiar. Mm. It wasn't completely new. It wasn't a complete change. I had some familiarity like with 
the people that were there because that, that was another thing like with college like with anything wherever you go meeting new people I'm very much introverted how did you handle that when we were gone our friend she let me into the dance team there as well or ah. she in, like introduced me to the dance team there um and so uh, thankfully I had that I still had her I made some other friends um, so you were able to transition easier? I was able to transition a little better in that sense. Um, but again, it was every year there was something different that I had to get accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. Like every year, again, you have to change from one dorm to the next dorm, from that dorm to an apartment because they want you off campus at that point. Mm-hmm. From that apartment to another apartment. It was just like a lot of moving parts. And even though, like, I, how I, sorry, (laughs) even though how I, like, portrayed it, it was, like, exciting and new, but it was also really scary for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that's before, I know we keep going back to the five years because I'm not actually answering that quite yet. No, it's all good. I got, Uh I had the, I had the next question for you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, But I don't, I am not able to, like, foresee that, obviously, at the age of 17, I'm able, not able to foresee, like, the good, the positive that came out of it, the people that I met, again, the, how close I got to you guys, um, and the, my, my now best friend from, that I lived with this past year, like, all of those things, I'm so, I'm so thankful for, mm-hmm. um, but at 17, that was not something that I could imagine myself mm-hmm. having, because I was just constantly in fear of like what's next what's next I never I didn't I was never present I was always Ah, thinking about what's next because of the change because I was scared of change so I was scared of what's next I was scared of the future so I was never present in that moment Mm -hmm. and that really messed with me Mm -hmm. and on top of the internalizing and on top of the not sharing my true feelings Mm -hmm. it was just a lot of things that were bottled up Mm -hmm. Never really released. Until now. Until now. <laughs> Welcome. So with that being said, brain. not having to be in school, I, w- I don't know your people-pleasing scenario or mm-hmm. what, you, what you still may be going through because, again, you're at a different stage than we are. But mm-hmm. who is this Nina now? We know you're a different Nina. Mm-hmm. We can physically see a different Nina. Mm-hmm. You you don't even look like the same Nina from oh, five God. years ago. Not at all. Not so, I don't recognize myself. So who who is this Nina now? What is this version of yourself at you're what twenty two? Yes. So who is twenty two year old Nina that would be speaking to seventeen year old Nina? I have more of a carefree attitude. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was always scared to choose. And I was meticulous about everything. Um, I'm better at like, I want to say impulsively making decisions. And I, but I say that lightly because I still do have a meticulous mind the way I work and I overthink things. Ah ha ha. That's not changed. Um, that's never changed. Still working on it. Yep. Yeah. Still working on it. Yep. Eventually. But, um, the person that would be talking to the 17 year old me is definitely someone that is more confident in her words and confident in speaking about my feelings and like what I what I want like what I genuinely want to do um like and it it even reflects in like my job right now which I am contemplating my job um but I'm very clear about that like I don't I'm not doing it because I want to make other people happy or I want to stay in this job for five years, for 10 years. You're doing it for yourself. I'm doing it for myself. It was a, it was a convenience thing, mm-hmm. my job, because it was right next to my apartment. Uh, it's no longer convenient for me. Mm-hmm. So I can make that decision for myself. Like, I, I, don't, I, I just feel like I can now make decisions for myself. I can do things for myself. I can tell people how I truly feel about them, about myself. Um, and I'm not Do you so, still worry about their reactions? Yes, but not as intense as it was before. Because, of course, I'm definitely going to be like, well, I hope that didn't hurt their feelings. But then I reflect back because, of course, I don't want to act like I'm not malicious. I don't like like I want to make sure oh, <laughs> I was about to say I want to make sure everyone's happy. LOL. Psych, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> gotcha. We healing again. <laughs> um, But yeah, like I want to make sure everyone's comfortable. But like that 
it's no longer at the expense of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess. So last question. Yep. What is being said to your younger self? Huh. Do things for yourself that make you happy, but also have a voice. Speak Ooh. up. That's a, that still is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't speak up enough. So you're telling yourself to speak up. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, don't rush to stop rushing to the finish line. I said thank you, <laughs> and I said speak the hell up. All right. So we have just unpacked a lot here. God dang. <laughs> How are you feeling? I feel like I'm pretty good. Pretty good after that. Um, I feel like I'm not too good with my words, but like I said what I needed to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. But hey, here's the hoping. You might be a, re- a recurring guest. A recurring guest, guys. Ooh. You never know. Literally like minutes before this podcast started, um, Nina ordered all of the utensils that we use, so she will be a recurring <laughs> guest. Again with the impulse buys oh, and impulse decisions. There it is. Proof of it. But on that note, um, we hope you are able to have this open conversation with yourself, with a loved one. Um, even if you write a letter to yourself five years ago, if you don't have anyone to immediately talk this out with, it's still is relieving to talk about. You heard me cry this episode. It was bound to happen. I'm surprised it took this long, honestly. Mm -hmm. But it's better to talk it out, to feel it out. And yeah, any other closing remarks from you guys? Thanks for having me. Nina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being our guest. We appreciate you. And on that note, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love. And applesauce. And applesauce. Bye. Bye. Bye.